Hi, we're at the same park we were at before. Yeah. Not a different time, though. Things might have progressed for the worse for the world, but we're still sitting here in this park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only strangers. No fans coming up to us. Just strangers. Yeah. We put the call out. We <laughs> want you all to swarm us and breathe on us. <laughs> so we're here to introduce our latest field trip episode, which be don't be confused. We recorded this by the time this comes out over a month ago before mm-hmm. things got really bad. Yeah. But we went with Paul Haddad to talk about his book, 10,000 Steps a Day in Los Angeles. And we found a very beautiful arch building along the river and uh, we had a great talk with him. And he's a really friendly guy and he really knows what he's talking about and he knows a lot about the city. And I, we were done recording and I still had more questions. Yeah. He was a lot of fun to talk to. Yeah. And also, like we get into a lot of similar sensibilities to us. And I also, I did before we recorded with him one of the walks in the book and it was so much fun and you see and learn so many things and it's a great jumping off point to explore new parts of the city right and knowing a little bit more about it before you get into it so you can like cherry pick and if you get more comfortable you go like oh let's just do all of them which i hope you you do with what's going again we don't know we we recorded this two weeks before this will come out so we don't know what the situation is now but if they're still allowing us to exit our homes (laughs) it's a good time to go outside as long as you are smart and stay at least six feet apart from people i know a lot of people are dying to be outside with gyms closed and all that it's good to get exercise where you can most of these routes are also dog friendly which is think of the dogs just think about the dogs for a second now that we have all this time explore parts of the city you didn't have time for before but you know even as we record this a lot of the uh like the santa monica park like that stuff's closed and you don't want to go to the very populated places yeah if you can avoid it but what you can do you should definitely get this book or read the book and then dream about it when you were all released from our homes yeah head right out and do it once the great scrubbing of the earth has (laughs) happened going on walks in times like these it can be an antidote for your anxiety about this whole thing again as long as you're safe about it unplug from the bad news for a couple hours it's good for your it's good for your health (laughs) this will pass and you're going to want this book when it does pass and he encourages you if you want to get the book check out the website of the indie bookstores that are hurting right now to support them if you can such like skylight books book soup the last bookstore it's also available on amazon and barnes and noble if you want it that way his website for latest on his books and goings on is paulhadadbooks.com that's p-a-u-l-h-a-d-d-a-d-b-o-o-k-s.com this is a really good book to have yeah. on your in your arsenal of los angeles books i think yeah for sure there's enough walks in his book that are picturesque beautiful stuff to look at well yeah the one i did was the silver lake one that's and we right. and we went around the reservoir past the original disney studios and the snow white houses to the la bianca house and then like through these other sort of like uh, water treatment plants that were really nice yeah. like they had like palm trees and lakes and then we took a side trip and ate at the Red Lion Tavern which is one of my favorite places and I think the mustard might have been a little bit weird but that's not going to stop me from going back there <laughs> they might be German but they welcomed me like a friend <laughs> they might be German but there were still people talking about Passover there and <laughs> it did not make me comfortable we had a good time with him yeah uh, we, we were going to sit in uh, Rattlesnake Park but it was a tiny little strip that yeah. smelled like marijuana because there were people sitting there doing marijuana. Smoking marijuana. So we found this new little area and yeah, it was, we'll say, it was we'll a good send time. pictures of it. It was really neat and maybe I can find a way to get there if we figure out what it's called. Yeah. yeah. And also again, to remind you about our contest we have going on, if you want to win a free copy of this book signed by the author, post a picture or video of you listening to us 
LA Meekly on, on Instagram or Twitter and tag us and we'll add you and one winner will randomly be chosen. But again, going to the post office might not be a good idea. So the options for you are if you live nearby, I could drop it off of your house on your doorstep and then run away scared. Or, Take a picture with them. Or, You're such a good host. Stop saying that. <laughs> It'll give people ideas because people can't resist being with me in pictures. I'm over six feet tall, you know. That's a reason to take a picture with me. I can lie down and you can be that far apart from me. Or I could, if you really wanted uh, immediately to do some walks and you don't feel comfortable with that, I could take some pictures and send it to you. Or we could just wait till this is all done and it'll be safe and you can have it for the future. So yeah, do that. It's fun. I hope to see pictures of you people soon. I hope to see pictures of you after having smashed all of your plates in a fit of coronavirus <laughs> seclusion mania. Yeah, we got, there's a weenie dog on loose. We got to go. Uh, oh, also, follow us on uh, Twitter, at Instagram. Instagram. Leave us a review on iTunes, five stars. Uh, listen on Spotify. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to us on Patreon to support us financially. Yes. For as little as $5 a month, you can receive a free. No, free. Free. It's $5 whoa, a month. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> when have you ever said that before? I say it in demanding <laughs> ways. Free me. We will send you a postcard handwritten by us. And for less than that, you'll just be supporting us financially, which we make no money. We make so little so money. Little we're, money. We're, in we're a park destitute. Right we're going to have to sell this equipment after we're, we're so We're so poor, we might start writing soon. <laughs> if you listen to the last episode, <laughs> you might get that. Yeah, so sorry if this sounded a little rushed, but we're sitting in the middle of a cold park and we're afraid of everyone around us. Yep, except for that dog. Can I pet that dog? So yeah, now enjoy our talk with uh, Paul and stay safe. Listen to a simpler time. Yeah, you are listening to a simpler time when people who didn't live with each other could sit next to each other. Bye. Ah, to be young again. Bye. Recording. How old was the guy from uh, Forest Lawn? He was pretty young. He yeah. sounded young. Yeah, yeah he, he yeah. a little younger than us. That's no maybe. younger than me. I'm he had a better job than us. You mean he was involved? He was yeah. seventeen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're eighteen. How could anyone be younger than us? Yeah, Present. he seemed like an old soul, yeah. but a young guy. That's what he sounded like. Yeah. He looked That's young, and okay. he was young. <laughs> Is this being recorded? Can we send it to him? Yeah. Okay. You want to start us yeah. off? So who are you and how long have you lived in LA? My name is Paul Haddad. I've lived in Los Angeles my whole life. What particular area? I was born in Hollywood in the building that's now the Scientology Temple <laughs> on Sunset. That's got that kind the, of aqua blue The color. hospital one? Yeah. Well, wow. Yeah. You weren't born well, in a Scientologist. Yeah. <laughs> L. Ron would come by, say hello. Uh, yeah, that was called Cedars of Lebanon okay. Hospital. And it was where Judy Garland was born. It was wow. the Hospital of the Stars. <laughs> and my, I guess my parents were living in the Hollywood area. That's where I was born. And then in the 70s, Cedars of Lebanon merged with Cedars Sinai. And then that building became a Scientology building. That's such a dramatic looking. Like I, yeah. it, it looks like the eye, the, the angles and stuff of the entrance. Cause I thought it was like, certainly that was designed for Scientology to be dramatic, but it was weird to find out that was an actual hospital. Yeah. That I think hospitals like of that era, of an earlier era, like were sort of more aligned with churches, like big and dramatic and saving lives and stuff. And that's, uh, you're describing Scientology too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All their buildings are big and dramatic, so it was perfect. The celebrities. Uh, <laughs> the celebrity center is that yeah. way. They yeah. do find these great 
buildings to repurpose. Yeah. It's yeah. like uh, a hermit that. crab moving into a new <laughs> shell, a nice shell. A space hermit crab. <laughs> uh, there's a park ranger right over there. In case we don't know an answer to something, we can ask him. Yeah, we'll him. ask him. Well, I we love a fourth mic. Our first question <laughs> is, when was this thing built? I know. We, <laughs> oh, look at that. We'll have to take pictures because we don't know where we are. We can only describe that as yeah, arcadish in all the arches. And we don't know if it's old or new. Because there's plugs in all the old <laughs> arches. Yeah, so we, it, we think it's designed for quinceaneras. <laughs> okay, so... On my rides here. I gotta go, guys. Sorry. <laughs> That's the uh, announcement of question two sound that we play in every <laughs> episode. Boys out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we made it clear we don't know where we are. Specifically. <laughs> but we know what we're next to and in general where we are. Where are we right now? Uh, right now we're on the banks of the Los Angeles River and we're talking at Riverfront Park. Because we, we wanted to meet at Rattlesnake Park, which was one of the places on the walk in your book but there's nothing there. <laughs> and this is this is seemingly a new sort of thing that... And I was really disappointed there were not rattlesnakes there. <laughs> I guess there were when they built it. There was a Probably. nest of yeah, rattlesnakes. Yeah, that's what, what, what's the deal? Why? Yeah, <laughs> I, and so that, thus the name, and we were kind of disappointed. They're just a bunch of kind of ganja yeah. Yeah, kind of ganja dudes. Birds. Ganja <laughs> birds. <laughs> there <laughs> these ducks just chilling. That look like. But the, it's like they found like five rattlesnakes and they just named it Rattlesnake Park. That, that's <laughs> how... Else. Well, yeah, yeah. there's no water at the time, so... <laughs> <laughs> Just south of us is Marsh Park, and I'm sure there was a marsh there. there they found <laughs> a marshmallow there. Now there's there. a skate park. <laughs> at, marshmallows. <laughs> and marshmallows, frankly. Yeah. I've seen both. A whole nest of venomous marshmallows. Well, at Marsh Park, I, I, that's what, near where I parked because there's like a jungle gym kind of area, and there's a big snake like play area. I'm like, this has to be it. Yeah. Yeah. Rattlesnake Park has to be the one with the rattlesnake it, there. It's nope. weird when certain areas like attach themselves to like one story, and that's their identity. <laughs> yeah. Like Frogtown. Yeah. In Frog general, Town. they had frogs. Yeah, we are in there. Frog town mm-hmm. yeah um which wasn't even a thing until 10 20 years ago yeah and really you got to credit the founder of friends of the la river lewis mcadams because right. he really he breathed life in this whole section because the the la river when i was growing up yeah it was a punchline to yeah. jokes <laughs> yeah. johnny carson would make jokes about it it was used in greece and and repo man as a wasteland and then when he started beautifying it and this whole area of Frogtown, it really became what it is. Tell us about what is your book and what is it about? My book is called 10,000 Steps a Day in LA, 57 Walking Adventures. It's an update of my original version, which came out around three years ago, which was 52 Walking Adventures. So it's about uh, 5% new and improved <laughs> or whatever that number is. None and of us can check that. Yeah. No, thank God we're not mathematicians. <laughs> Impossible um, to find out. Can't. And... Uh, Show that the Metrolink go by? You probably don't care. Part of the ambiance. Yeah, part of the ambiance. The, the Ooh, river two Metrolinks, a south and a northbound lane. Uh, make a wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my book is 10,000 Steps a Day in LA, 57 Walking Adventures. And what I've done is I broke Los Angeles into five or six different regions, encouraging readers to explore different parts of the city. And each route is 10,000 steps, which is essentially five miles. So these are five mile loops you can do. And some of them are up and backs where you don't yeah. do a loop, but you can go to a destination and come back. Right. Since the recording cut out before, I want this on record. I did one of the walks <laughs> a couple weekends ago and it was great. And we talk about going to new areas of mm-hmm. town that we've never really been to and exploring it. Yeah. And this is a good way to see the highlights mm-hmm. and give you a reason to be there and also exercise which i need <laughs> clearly <laughs> which everyone tells me i need well, you touched on something there which is a big reason to do these walks is 
you're getting exercise, but it's not the main reason to do the walks. Yeah. To me, 10,000 steps is a lifestyle choice a lot of people aspire to. Mm-hmm. And this is just an excuse <laughs> to go out and see the city. And 10,000 steps is just a construct. It's a framework yeah. to explore the city. Yeah, I liked it because hikes hikes are fine, like hikes in nature. <laughs> yeah. But if I can get the same amount of exercise around the city seeing yeah. things i'm way more interested in that yeah, for sure yeah especially when you've broken down so many areas that we like to touch on like oh south la or you go to the valley or you go to hollywood it it, it gives everyone a good excuse to go yeah and well check one in. of the main selling points for the silver Lake one was that we got to go to the LaBianca house which was <laughs> with <laughs> that was a a thrill a treat, an honor a real treat yeah, yeah. <laughs> they might have changed the address of that one yeah. too for those unfamiliar the LaBiancas were killed the day after Sharon Tate mm-hmm. and her friends were killed in 69 by the Manson family and I think they changed the addresses of both houses right. yeah they did well I think they demolished one of them completely I think they but the driveway's still there yeah <laughs> right but like that. what's weirder is that it gives you just going there gives you more context of that story because I had no idea there's this giant monastery mm-hmm. right. literally right next door to it while all this was happening like the priests were sleeping like 15 <laughs> feet away from this which is weird exactly yeah. well maybe the next Tarantino movie he can do he can do a sequel where there's a happy ending to the LaBiancas <laughs> yeah. the priests come over and they yeah, know, the they know, come over they know oh my God. it turns into like a Kill Bill kind yeah. of ending where they've actually under their cloaks they've like got Uzis <laughs> your move well Quentin Tarantino yeah uh, <laughs> hope he's hearing this oh we know he is we've mentioned him enough so what is the significance of this place even though we're not in rattlesnake park but like this sort of river walk in your book what is the significance well the los angeles river's significance and one reason i wanted to put in my book is it's a big part of what gave birth to la Mm -hmm. it was the lifeblood of los angeles before we had the aqueducts that mulholland built this is where people got their water and that's why downtown los angeles is where it is and the river extends 52 miles or so from the ocean deep into the valley. Mm -hmm. And this section in particular was interesting to me because this is where Juan Batista de Anza, the explorer, the Spanish explorer, went. He went along the river here in 1775. I mentioned in the book, I think he, he traveled about 1,000, 1,200 miles, which is 2 million steps. So he <laughs> topped that. Yeah. <laughs> Top that, readers. Yeah, there is a lot of history here, as there is with the El Camino Real, yeah. which is basically the Ventura yeah. Freeway now. And he used these plugs that are in this <laughs> yeah. area. Charges horses. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he had a cell phone, of course. Yeah. He wanted, you know, he was doing cell he's back home <laughs> sending him Look at I'm this. okay mom right <laughs> look what I ate exactly so th- yeah this this is a significant lo- a part of Los Angeles the Los Angeles River well also I feel like the river what they're trying to do with the river of make it a more walkable place mm-hmm. and a more not ugly place that smells like cabbage when we were walking by that's sort of almost the uh, the center point of making LA more of a you know beautiful or yeah. outdoorsy city I feel like the river is the battleground of that right now and they're kind of doing it with this whatever this place is I think you're right and it di- it's definitely still has a grittiness to it that I like yeah. it's definitely yeah. still urban but it is teetering on the edge of being gentrified yeah like Los Angeles yeah, yeah. and right behind us is a new building that went up riverfront yeah. property I'm sure these singles go for <laughs> 2500 or $3,000 yep. and that's definitely changing and, and so it's a microcosm of Los Angeles yeah. in that yeah. way that's weird that the river has always been sort of the molding of the city and just talking about the history one more time only like a couple miles that way is the convergence where like the settlers were like this is the spot we'll start 
diverting the river right here. Like that was a mile or two down that way. Like, <laughs> have you ever been underneath the the Figueroa Bridge? Yeah. Before they built the new one, no. They built the new one. It opened about a year or so ago. But uh-huh. the old one, I I thought, oh, I'll just walk down the river and yeah. just keep going downtown. Well, it stops <laughs> at Figueroa, and you have to take surface streets downtown, and then you pick it up again just south of downtown near the Farmer John. Oh, mural. No, no. perfect. <laughs> uh, but as you where it stops along the river, if you're riding your bike or walking, you enter this Mad Max Whoa. community of like trash cans on fire <laughs> and like this whole group of futuristic looking <laughs> bikers and it's kind of scary. Like I, I immediately turned around yeah. um, and, but I, I did go back when they started constructing With a shotgun. <laughs> you know, there were TVs going under the overpass and stuff. Yeah. It was like a big homeless community but more than that it was like these were I'm telling you it was like something you expect from Thunderdome or whatever. I found the warriors. Yeah. Found the warriors. Yeah, they were kind of like warrior-esque but I did go there and I took some pictures when they're building the new Figueroa Street Bridge because I wanted to document everything that was left behind yeah. this community that was living there and they had cleared out by then so I got it right in that sweet oh, spot before because a couple days later that was all gone Wow! and so I got like some of the last photos <laughs> of this Mad Max Netherworld. <laughs> They're going to come to you for documentation at some point yeah. <laughs> when they write their book. Yeah, why not? I want to also point out that the, the way the book is written people who might like our show would also enjoy the way the book is written because it's funny like titles are plays on words and things <laughs> yeah. like that like it, yours it, yeah it goes <laughs> hand in hand <laughs> no I, I i think we we're, we're of the same litter clearly yeah. except yeah. i've got 20 years on you guys <laughs> i think the way you do your show these chapters are written i was imagining a universal studios mm. tram driver <laughs> you know like that describes us pretty yeah. well <laughs> <laughs> like i actually thought of doing those tours through hollywood at one point because i like to be snarky and, and give information while also being fun about it yeah, yeah. and that's how the book is written just the same way you guys do your podcast yeah it makes it more uh palatable for yeah. people i can take information like. from people who are trying to be yeah. funny it's kind yeah. of <laughs> what are you trying to say yeah. Yeah. i mean trying um so what's the most important thing we can learn from your book D- to explore los angeles you have to dig a little deeper you got to go beneath the surface you can't just Under lean on bridge <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a bridge but just be careful you can't just take the cliches and lean into those yeah you have to go beneath the surface and recognize that there's history everywhere you go and that's part of the fun in exploring these communities is you may drive by them on your freeway a million times going to and from work but then when you get off and you start walking on foot there's different smells and sights <laughs> and it just reawakens your senses and you learn something about each community that way you've got to just walk it i learned so much more because la is now and always was like a car city and you're supposed to like drive by stuff but like you get such different experiences when you park and you walk around just any area you're at you get like a different experience yeah really like that it's not a, it's not an easy city at always to sort no. of appreciate but like exactly if you if you dig a little deeper you'll like it that can be intimidating yeah you know i i wasn't sure where to even walk in let's say east la or yeah. you know boyle heights but when i started exploring more about those cities i realized there were links you could make on this walk that enabled me and and now i put it in the book to do a really cool five mile loop that encapsulates a lot about Boyle Heights yeah. and the history of Boyle Heights at every block or so there's something and that's just to take that as one example I think I combined Boyle Heights and Lincoln Heights <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I realized there was one section near the Lincoln Heights Park which has a beautiful lake yeah. and that was 
the big hangout for people at the turn of the century. There was an alligator farm alligator and a zoo. Farm, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> but there's all these statues and there's yeah. more outdoor statues by that park than any place in Los Angeles. And there's at least a couple dozen around mm-hmm. the park and the roads around there. And many of them honor the Mexican-American heritage or yeah. Mexican heroes. Or I think and, it's called La Raza Park, which uh, is yeah. a, a big town. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then <laughs> there's... <an> alligator? <laughs> of course, there's the main square there yeah. where Mariachi Plaza. Plaza. Yeah. yeah. Mariachi Plaza. We got Plaza. What's that? We got tahuino at that. Have you had that? <laughs> it's like the most disgusting drink you'll ever try. It was very strong. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. We'll have to hear about this. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to do another field trip. <laughs> yeah. like, guys. Thanks for rejoining us. <laughs> tahuino factory. One of my favorite things of that particular route is there's an old Midas muffler man. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's one thing. That's one of the secrets of LA or one of the legacies of Los Angeles is these Midas muffler men are yeah. all over the place. <laughs> They've been repurposed <laughs> to be holding hamburgers yeah. or something else sometimes I, bearded sometimes not bearded sometimes not. so my favorite Midas muffler in Los Angeles <laughs> I found him actually I knew about him because I spent some time in Malibu growing up we had friends who lived there and I would go see them and they lived near the Malibu pier and on PCH just south or west east of the pier is Midas muffler man and these these were like the 40 foot tall men that Midas put up in the 50s and 60s when Midas had a bunch of garages around Los Angeles. This particular Midas man is still there today. And when I was a kid, he had been converted to a hamburger guy. (laughs) So there was no Midas garage there. If there was at one time, it converted to a hamburger stand. So we used to go there for burgers and fries. (laughs) And they put like a cook's hat on him <laughs> and he's no longer holding a muffler he's holding a hamburger fast forward to around the early 2000s the hamburger joint became a Mexican restaurant <laughs> now he's like dark skin he's got a sombrero and the hamburger that he was holding the bottom half the bun the bottom mm. half of the bun is a tray holding nachos <laughs> and the upper part of the ham- the upper bun from his hamburger is part of his sombrero oh wow it's a, they've moved it up to the top I think is... or it's just a hat I yeah. think so that's beautiful yeah I love love how they've repurposed that thing three times now. It was yeah. a muffler man, then a hamburger man, now like I'm, the Mexican representation server. Representation is important. I'm trying to... <laughs> that defines LA. Right there. You sound like he's appropriating cultures, but uh, I'm trying to think of... Because now I'm thinking of the Michelin man. I can't picture this guy. Because I know I've seen like big... Yeah, things that's the one guy. I'm thinking of. I saw of, a guy yeah. holding like an axe. Oh. Okay, the uh, so the Michelin man is just like this big... It looks yeah. like the Stay Puff Marshmallow man. Yeah. Almost, right? That, I don't even know if that's a man. That's a weird... <laughs> that's kind of a r- real loose term of the word man. (laughs) But the Midas man was... um, Man's man. (laughs) I guess they were made of fiberglass, Uh maybe. And he was just very broad-shouldered. And he looked like, you know, he was a lumberjack. Yeah, yeah. 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 But he should be holding a muffler, but sometimes they're holding an axe or an axle (laughs) for a car garage. Uh Or a hamburger. Or a hamburger or a taco. Yeah. Wasn't there one, uh, like, in in front of a golf course, maybe? Mm. Along the freeway? Yeah. Yes. I think the same company that made the Midas man started making them for golf courses <laughs> and so you'd see him off the 405 or 60 freeway and yeah. they're holding a golf club yeah. but his hands are in the same position you could put anything in there yeah. we got the mold so who wants to yeah. <laughs> yeah we have some extra ones Midas didn't want anymore you guys want we could stick a golf uh, club in this thing but that's an example of the kind of kitschy, that's roadside architecture yeah. and roadside landmarks. That's also Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And to just seek those out, it's like looking for little Easter eggs. Yeah. That's part of the fun. You know what I've wanted to do of a long walk is just pick a long street like Sherman Way or Wilshire oh, yeah. or something and just walk 
from one end to the other one day, like entirely across the valley or like entirely from downtown to I think, the ocean. I think someone has stolen that idea already. Oh, oh. I hate to break it to you, Daniel. I mean, uh, mm, it's that, the guy. I, I hope that I Midas man still has an axe. <laughs> I feel like uh, Michael Schneider, I believe his name is. Schneider. And yeah, I'll get him. <laughs> and he runs, uh, he has the website or the blog, Franklin Avenue. Michael Schneider, Franklin Avenue. And once a year, I don't know if he still does it, but he would lead walks all the way down Wilshire Boulevard from mm. downtown to the beach. Wow. Mm. But you should do sep- uh, Sepulveda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other one. Just as beautiful. Go <laughs> down Sepulveda Boulevard. A brutal walk. Yeah. That's all I, I, I guess Seek La Via. So, yeah, yeah. Seek La Via. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Just yeah, bikes. but on bikes. Yeah. 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 I don't know how to ride yeah, a bike. Screw bikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually uh, feel like too many people rely on scooters and they can just walk. Yeah. They don't go uh, I never fast. quite understood those. Yeah. What I don't understand is that it's like 13 cents a minute to ride one of those. And if you want to take it anywhere of value, like you're paying like $20 to ride yeah. this scooter. Yeah. <laughs> I saw some in the bushes on the way over here, which is pretty nice. I like to see them in places where they don't belong. <laughs> oh, that was me. I feel <laughs> they were in my way. So fast. <laughs> so what's your favorite part of the book? I like going to places that are living fossils of old Los Angeles because it's like a time warp. It's like time traveling. An example would be maybe, um, you have you ever heard of Dwarfland? No. Dwarfland was this temporary two, three block long amusement park or, or amusement period uh-huh. uh, that Walt Disney built for the premiere of oh, no. uh, Snow White <laughs> and Seven Tours uh-huh. in 1937. <laughs> and so there's a strip of grass on McCarthy Vista, which is a street near Crescent Heights. Okay. It connects San Vicente with Wilshire. And that three block strip of grass there, there's this, a three block median and that strip of grass had on it this amusement that he called Dwarfland. And it was the seven dwarves, I guess he hired little people to man this park <laughs> while people were walking down the red carpet for the premiere of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves on December 21st, 1937. And they were going to the McCarthy Vista movie theater, uh-huh. which was a beautiful theater since torn down, of course, because yeah. it's Los Angeles, <laughs> which is was kind of recreated. There was a nice replica of it at California Adventure. As soon as you walk in, it's on the left-hand huh. side. Oh. And it's a a miniature version of what that theater looked like. Huh. When you go to the park, it's a restaurant. And that's where Disney did a lot of his premieres. So Dwarfland was... <laughs> what what, what, what do they do? They just like <laughs> stand there? I, no. It, well, there were like little water wheels oh, and little okay. cottages. Oh, um, like they recreated like a scene sort of thing? They yeah. Okay. Kind of like where you imagine they would live. Okay. Yeah. And then they sent movie stars in to mingle with the dwarves. <laughs> so my favorite picture, you can look it up online, is Shirley Temple hanging out with Grumpy. <laughs> but even like, she got this big smile but even that can't warm his grumpy yeah. heart. You know, he's still pissed at her. By her. nature. Uh, yeah. And then you got Dopey with Cary Grant and Marlena Dietrich. Like, it was like the A-listers. It's very surreal. It's like something so out of a David funny. Lynch movie. It's the mashups I've been waiting for. Yeah, exactly. So I love just treading that ground. That's just an example of my walk through Miracle Mile takes you down the pathway as if you're walking Dwarfland. Another the dream. <laughs> Many people feel gave him the idea for Disneyland. Like, oh, okay. I'm on to something here because mm, yeah. when the premiere ended he left Dwarfland open for a couple of weeks because it was so popular <laughs> yeah. and of course Snow White played there for a year like all movies would yeah. they play forever and then even when Snow White ended its run at the McCarthy Vista Theater people wanted the little amusement park to remain hmm. but by then I think it'd become very derelict and kind of like the Figueroa Bridge yeah. oh, right. <laughs> like the Mad Maxers the, had moved in <laughs> and you know there the was seven dwarves were like stabbing yeah. people yeah. On the I think like Oompa Loompas were coming in <laughs> trying to take over it was ugly it was, it was not a good scene. Now we're all grumpy. 
<laughs> we're all grumpy. Stabby. But uh, another example of that is I love the idea that uh, Horace Dobbins had, and only from the 1890s could you have the name Horace. Um, <laughs> but he created the California Cycleway, which was an elevated wooden bikeway to go from Pasadena to Los Angeles. Wow. He built the first mile or two because biking was like a big thing in the 1890s. Yeah. And, you know, you see those men with the big handlebar yeah. mustaches. Mm-hmm. One giant wheel. Things. Oh, yeah. yeah. With the one big wheel. Like a lady in a giant Victorian dress trying to ride a bike. Exactly. <laughs> Side saddle, of course. <laughs> so he built it with a toll, which was about $3 in today's money, uh-huh. four fifty if you go round trip. And he got as far as like the Arroyo Seco. He got down there and it was about a mile or two long. The pictures are stunning. He liked to brag that there were no, it was all downhill. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, what about if you go back? Yeah. Uh, how does that feel? <laughs> also problem. downhill. He was trying to encourage people, it's all downhill, don't worry about it because they were already grumbling that they, they had to go bring their bikes up a staircase oh. to get to the elevated <laughs> wooden bikeway. And that was, those were huge I'm sure very heavy yeah. things at the time. So it was not a big hit. And then uh, by the 1900s, cars started becoming a thing. And it didn't last they very long. They had to long. carry their cars up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all but, downhill. But the, he was onto something with yeah. the California Cycleway because now we have just here along the Los Angeles River, there's there's bikeways through the city. Mm-hmm. And of course, we want more of them. And this was well over 100 years ago that he created the first, the first known bikeway in the city. <laughs> so in my Pasadena walk, I take you along the route that the first mile or two of his bike way traveled and now it's an alleyway basically <laughs> off of Pharaoh. Off of it's called Edmondson Alley and it's not uh, an attractive it's not a scary alley yeah, yeah, yeah. after all it's Pasadena yeah. <laughs> it's Pasadena scary yeah. yeah exactly but it's not very scenic I just mention it that if you want to travel along the same pathway, you can go down the alleyway. Otherwise, you could walk down Fair Oaks, which is a, also a nicer nice. one. Yeah. <laughs> so those are the parts that I like. I like to give you one other example. There's a section in North Hollywood along the Whitnell Highway, yeah. which is a very bizarre place. Yeah, where like all those electrical towers are. Is that where that yes, is? Yes, exactly. It's a right of way. It's a really wide street. And yeah. you're looking at it, and you're like, why is it so wide? <laughs> well, it's supposed to be a freeway that was supposed to yeah. burrow through <laughs> under the Hollywood sign. Yeah. Connect with Hollywood. So they built a portion of it, and this genius, George Whitnell, this engineer, and back then, I shouldn't, you know, in his defense, everyone thought freeways are the answer to everything <laughs> yeah, right? in the 40s and 50s. That's that why you w- put cars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the Whitnell Highway is a route in my book in North Hollywood where you can walk along this forgotten freeway. I thinking about like old relics, the like the Echo Mountain Trail is another one where you can still see like the PE car, how it used to like travel up and you see the rails. It's a two hour walk though, so it's not that interesting. <laughs> I love that. Do you? Walk, yeah. It's not in my book because it's one thing I wanted to do in the book was make it easy for yeah, people. And, and that's an intense walk to get to Echo Mountain. Yeah. Maybe the next one. Maybe the, <laughs> the next hiking book. But these tend one. to be flatter routes. There are some hills. The Highland Park one going up to the Self Realization Fellowship is, yeah. is kind of steep. That's about as steep as it gets. Okay. Because I'm lazy like anyone else. <laughs> if I'm putting in 10,000 steps, I sure as hell don't want to go up hills. No. <laughs> I got to carry my bike. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, what do you hope the people of LA will take from reading your book? A new appreciation for neighborhoods that they didn't know about it or that were underrepresented mm-hmm. or off their radar. I just feel that I use this corny analogy, but I think it's very apt that Los Angeles is like a pinata mm-hmm. and you got to <laughs> just kind of keep breaking. You got to keep <laughs> hacking away at it to get to the messy interior with yeah. all the kind of treasures like that. that you are found once you bust it open. Oh, the yeah. Spoons full of tamarind. <laughs> exactly. Or, you know, Tootsie Rolls and there's some jawbreakers and double bubble. There's all these kind of little treasures and sweet spots around yeah. the city, but you've got to explore them. And so part of the fun of 
doing these walks is you want to reward yourself. So I try to give some restaurant recommendations, mm-hmm. oh, picnic spots, good places to take your dog. I think 47 of the 57 walks or 48 or so are Fido-friendly, <laughs> as I call it in the book. Each chapter lets you know if you could bring your dog. Yeah, and your dog is in most of the pictures. My dog is like my mascot. <laughs> he should have his own Instagram page if I knew how to do that. <laughs> if I knew what Instagram was. <laughs> Instagram was. What did I just say? It's on the interweb, isn't it? Uh, my dog's name is Porter, and Porter has been with my family for 10 years now. So he's in pictures from the first edition of the book, <laughs> which came out in 2015. And he looks the same. He may be a little slower now, uh-huh. but he's still game for he's all these walks. Demanding royalties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feed him in uh, greenies and rawhides. <laughs> Porter, having a dog really gets you out. I think it's yeah. been proven that yeah. people who are dog owners are healthier. So I should get two dogs. <laughs> getting older here. I feel then like I'll be ripped. <laughs> I mean, I'll be like, w- yeah, does that improve my health twofold? I'm wondering. So yeah, Porter's in a lot of the pictures and um, I think he probably puts in twenty or 30,000 steps because he's got four, four yeah, legs. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess you'd have to quadruple it. So he's doing 40,000 right? yeah. steps a day. Put little pedometers on each leg. <laughs> so yeah, that's... Uh, I, and I, when I included some restaurants in these routes, I try to include places that I know will probably be around when the people read this book five or ten years yeah. from now. Right. So I try to go with the vintage restaurants yeah. like the Tam O'Shanter mm-hmm. or Pink's Hot Dogs or whatever yeah. that you know will probably still be there. Yeah. Well, you as, would hope. Yeah, as we've <laughs> but, seen lately. Who knows? <laughs> You're right. You're right. You can never be too sure with yeah. the city. Yeah. So eat a Pink's Hot Dog while you can. What is the strangest thing that we can learn from your book? Strangest story perhaps? Yes. Or factoid? Yeah, factoids. I discovered a few things when I was doing my walks, I hadn't realized how much Franklin Delano Roosevelt's um, WPA Works Progress yeah. uh, administration, how much a factor it was in our city. I knew it put people to work, but there's so many engineering projects and mm-hmm. civic projects when you walk around that were bankrolled by the WPA mm-hmm. and by FDR. Yeah. Everything from artwork, like an 18-foot statue of uh, Santa <laughs> of Monica a yeah. at Palisades <laughs> Park, to the wall that was built along the Franklin Canyon Reservoir Road was also WPA, and much of Griffith Park, yeah. and other artwork, yeah. probably at Lincoln Park. and Lots of murals around town. Lots too. of murals yeah. around town. So that was kind of surprising to me. And speaking of murals, that's another secret that I felt <laughs> like I stumbled on, was all these hidden murals. Everyone knows a lot of people know about the Great Wall of Los yeah. Angeles. That's the mural along the... That's the Tahunga Wash right. yeah, in North Hollywood. River. But if you go just east of Chandler from there, go like just a couple blocks, there's a hidden mural that most people don't know about that's a, probably about a block or two long. I think it was commissioned maybe... 10 years ago and it's the history of North Hollywood oh. with aerospace and entertainment really beautiful yeah. and that to me is an example of stumbling upon something that not what really many people write about mm. and that they're just found by walking and so there are a lot of hidden murals and artwork around the city that I didn't know about many of these when when I was uh, before I started exploring it's shocking how much stuff you see when you like even we were just talking about the air raid sirens like you you would never notice it unless you unless someone told you there's air raid sirens and then you see them everywhere <laughs> that you go is that funny so <laughs> i mentioned i have a sidebar sometimes to do what's called extra steps in my chapters where you can walk another few blocks to see something interesting and so for the silver lake walk the extra steps there is walking to an air raid siren which is a really cool looking yeah. one oh, yeah. i walked to that because we had gotten a listener question someone was asking me what that was and i was like i don't know 
idea what this is. And then I happened to take this walk and it took me straight to that. And you told me what that's it a is. really, oh, that's cool. Well, it's a really interesting looking one. It almost has like a, it looks like a skirt. It's called a yeah. skirted one. There are different designs. There's a really cool website that tells you where all of them are in Los Angeles. Yeah. And there's at least a couple hundred still existing. And for those who don't know, these are like, I don't know, maybe 60 foot tall towers that are just these poles. And at the top of the pole, it looks like, I don't know how you describe it, a siren, an yeah. air raid siren, yeah. essentially. <laughs> like it sounds. What, what word could I use? <laughs> what word can I use? I know, air raid siren. Or those like a blow, um, what do you call it when you... Blow horn? Is blow yeah, horn blow kind horn. of, yeah. has those kind Not of sirens. Torch. They have different shapes and they were built during the Cold War and they would test them through the 70s and I am old enough to remember when they would test them the last Friday of every month <laughs> at 10 a.m. And I went to West Hollywood Elementary for school and... They would fire those things up around the West Hollywood area, just like they did across all of Los Angeles. And it was this haunting sound, <laughs> this, this cacophony of sirens going, <laughs> for like 10 or 15 minutes. It was so loud, the teachers had to stop talking. Oh, and I was like just freaking out. Yeah. A lot of my friends were because... I always thought, like, well, what if the Russians are attacking us? They know we test these yeah. the last Friday. <laughs> and they choose that as the time to bomb us. And so I was always relieved when they stopped running those sirens, you know, when they would peter out. Yeah, yeah. when the Russians came and turned the siren off. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Turn it off. Don't need these. This was the, you know, this was the tail end of the drop and roll era. Right, yeah. And then the sirens, they stopped testing them in the mid 70s but they kept them up you never know if we'll yeah. them again they yeah. should put hamburgers on top of all of them now <laughs> hamburger <laughs> last friday of the month oh and another <laughs> weird thing about los angeles that i only learned when i was doing these walks is how many different walks of fame there are yeah in the city yeah it's not just the hollywood walk yeah. of fame there's the one by radford or yeah. it's just like a long ventura boulevard isn't exactly. it the radford walk of fame or whatever and it's yeah. all these old cowboys and <laughs> and things like that well you live in sherman oaks yeah. yeah, so that's Studio City, so kind of near there. On Radford and Ventura, the CBS studios there, or Radford Studio, whatever it's called yeah. now, started creating their own little walk of fame of TV shows and movies right. that were filmed at the studio. Yeah. Wow. So Gilligan's Island is there, <laughs> and then like, you know, Murder, She Wrote, and some, some really <laughs> random ones. But then there's others, like Beverly Hills has its own beauty Walk of Fame, there's... Uh, I must be on it. <laughs> okay, so Echo Park. Uh-huh. Echo Park's got one right there by Stories Bookstore in the Jensen Recreation oh, right, Center. Yeah. Logan and Sunset has a sports or athletes walk of fame. Really? And they're really tiny plaques. Yeah. Uh, kind of sad, frankly. And I think I've seen a couple before I had no idea what it was. I saw a couple too and I didn't even know what they were when I wrote my book. I yeah. should have mentioned it because I actually take people right past there and I don't even mention it. So I feel Step like I've been very it. derelict yeah. in my duties. <laughs> but afterwards I found out that that was built in the late 70s to early 80s by a guy who admired a lot of local sports heroes. So mm-hmm. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has one, Tommy Lasorda, hmm, maybe Steve Garvey and it lasted to like the early 80s and they're still there in the sidewalk and then if you go down to the pier it's I think the Hermosa Beach Pier is a surfer's walk of fame oh, on the pier <laughs> of course they have the one in front of the Grammy Museum I think and there's a couple pornography ones too you'll have oh, to yeah. find those on your own <laughs> it's a rite of passage yeah, it's like, <laughs> I think we know where to look <laughs> I work in Reseda I, I can find it <laughs> so what's the best kept secret in your book um, well we just mentioned some of them yeah well let's see so best kept secret in my book I'll, I'll give you one urban one and and one 
natural one. Okay. Because my book is broken into kind of urban walks and walks amongst nature. A great urban secret is if you walk down Hollywood Boulevard from Western to and go west to La Brea uh-huh. and then go back. So that's one of the routes I have in my book. It's exploring Hollywood, but instead of looking down at the Walk of Fame and looking at all the sites, I'm kind of encouraging readers to look up and look at all the old buildings because many of the buildings have these faces <laughs> embedded in the relief work and in, in the pillars, in the facades of the buildings, like the old security Pacific building, which used to be Pacific Theaters, is on Coenga and Hollywood. That's got several dozen weird faces. <laughs> I, I think I've seen those. Yeah, you probably have noticed them even subconsciously. It yeah. feels yeah. like I'm someone's watching. Me. <laughs> yeah. Why am I so scared on Hollywood <laughs> <Yeah>. Boulevard? <laughs> it's like and they're hiding in plain sight, like you were yeah. saying. Every block has these old buildings and even like the um it used to be the palace, now Avalon, the front of that has these like ogres and, or the El Capitan <laughs> theater has it's like this cavalcade of, of circus performers and crazy clowns and I think like Shrek's in there you know like, like an old one though like ogres old yeah. Shrek and, the original yeah I think maybe that's, that was the inspiration <laughs> and then there's there's a there's an architectural style if I get this right it's Shuri Goresque and it's basically Moorish and there's a building kind of near the supply sergeant on the south side of Hollywood Boulevard uh-huh. and you go like a little west of that and it's got these all these swirls within it it's near the egyptian theater kind of one of those storefronts i actually recommend bringing binoculars if (laughs) you go across street and you just look up at the facade of this moorish building you can find hundreds of details of like little elephant heads and (laughs) wow and gremlins and stuff i don't know what the hell these things are but i became fascinated by these faces and they're very demonic looking you know and so i just became fascinated by that so i devoted a whole walk to that (laughs) and they're hiding in plain sight and then amongst nature, one of the newer walks I did for my book is in La Quinata Flint Ridge. Because mm-hmm. that's such a great area yeah, to explore. And there's all sorts of little hidden gems there. There's an old baseball field that the dudes up at JPL and the women, I suppose, they would play baseball there. Oh, wow. Uh, when they were designing these different spacecraft and, and uh, doing engineering work at, at JPL. Yeah. Spaceball, they called it. <laughs> Space, yeah. <laughs> and they would uh, they would go there to play baseball. So there's an old scoreboard left there wow. and what looks like an old baseball diamond and, and old dugouts. And now it's part of um, Hohamangna Park, Native American named park along kind of just north of the 210 freeway. Okay. Okay. And then there's um there's the the Flint Ridge Trail which is this perennial stream that goes from the 210 freeway. It actually the stream goes under it. Oh wow. So you get to walk through a tunnel. <laughs> and then My you can walk tunnels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm in the tunnel. <laughs> that stream is something I didn't even know about. I'm sure people live there are like, dude, we knew about this <laughs> get a clue. But that's an example of exploring a part of the city you don't really aren't yeah. that familiar with and then I was just I was so thrilled to find this perennial stream that is shaded by all these sycamores and mm. cottonwoods so you can do 5,000 steps just along this river or stream yeah. in the middle of summer it's really, really well shaded and that forms part of the La Cunada Flint Ridge Walk everywhere you go around LA there's so many parks and streams perennial yeah. streams that you may not know about another one that I discovered for one of the newer walks in Silmar because I take people up to the Cascades which oh. is where the oh, uh, yeah, aqueduct the, ends. Yeah. So there's a Beehive Park, I think it is. Or bee, bee- <laughs> I think I know why they named it that. <laughs> it's in uh, Granada Hills. And oh, Beeman. Beeman Canyon? Not Beeman. That's oh, in uh, Studio City. Because that Beeman 
Oh, wait, no. No, I think I know what you're talking about, and I think there are a lot of bees there. No connection to Rattlesnake Park. <laughs> <laughs> this one actually pays off. Rattlesnakes eat the bees. <laughs> yeah, you just never know what you're going to find, yeah. including these hidden parks yeah. all over the place. There's one park on Rinaldi that um, it's a park, but it's literally like a bench and a trash can. And, like, that's <laughs> a park, but it's still a park. There's like some grass. There's hundreds of these tiny little parks all around the city. We should make like a... A pass book and get stamps at each uh, of these each, things. Yeah, each little park. Yeah. All 4,000 little parks yeah. in LA. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, and we'll fund it ourselves. <laughs> of course. I'm sure it doesn't sound like there'd be much work involved with that at <laughs> yeah. all. And LA is so park poor. Yeah. I, I would really. I yeah. would I would buy that, yeah. or at least I would steal it, you know, <laughs> on, online from download it. I would see if I could tour in it. Yeah. What is the best time to come? Either here, where we are in this place we don't know, or just any time to do any of the walks in the book. I feel the best time to visit the Los Angeles River, if it's winter, pretty much any time. Yeah. During the summer, the morning, mm-hmm. 11 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> well, at night Bring along cash. the river, you can hear frogs still, which my dad grew up in Frogtown. He would okay. say like there would be frogs in the streets, but because we didn't see them anymore, he thought that there weren't any, but I took a walk recently and you can hear frogs along the your river dad, still. He was referring to French people and your dad's really racist. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Oh, I should have caught that. I just love the the idea of frogs in the street. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then they fell out of the sky. Oh, wait. No, that's Magnolia, the, the movie. Oh, that's what that's I was right. thinking of. Hey, I knew I'd seen that somewhere. But one nice thing about coming here late afternoon or early evening along yeah. the river is you can go to Spokes Cafe. Mm-hmm. I love that there is now a place that is open at night yeah. along the river where you can go and mm. get food and mm-hmm. get beer and hang out with your friends yeah. and you the, know work on your bike. Frogtown Brewery, too, is a really good Frogtown stop. Frogtown Brewery. That, I've never been there. Is it, very is nice. it really cool? Yeah, I like it a lot. It's kind of small. They let dogs in, which is Cool. Oh, that's yeah, wow. but they have a good uh, they have a good catalog of beer. Are there <laughs> frogs in the restaurant? Yeah, yeah. Also frogs in the restaurant. They serve you, yeah. French people. Every uh, every beer comes with a floating frog and get to drink the frog. I don't know if you've been to the Los Encinos Park in Encino, which I talk about probably every episode. Yeah. Uh-huh. But sponsored by it's, it. it's personally <laughs> sponsored. It's a really nice park, but they also not that really recently, but a few years ago opened up a restaurant right overlooking the park. It used wow. to be an El Torito, but now it's just some kind of expensive place, but it's, okay. it's good food and you get to see the whole, like there's a lake and there's ducks oh, and wow. stuff. It's it's nice when they have places you can eat mm-hmm. along these nature areas. Yeah. Echo Park is another mm-hmm. example of that. The cafe yeah. that's there. Yeah, that's a great magnet to pull people in and yeah. then they start exploring that lake or yeah. park. I'm all for that. For eating. More of that. <laughs> More of I'm that. hungry. No, I, I, I'm a big advocate of you, you've got to reward your stomach after yeah. you rewarded yourself. Oh, yeah. you know, That's after, why I got you know. Red Lion Tavern after the Silver Lake Walk. <laughs> yeah. I need a bratwurst now after this walk. <laughs> Where should you park when you come here to the river? What's your best idea? My preferred parking space for the route in my book, Exploring the River, is Oro Street, okay. which is in Elysian Valley, kind of near the Five and Riverside Drive. But any of those streets, Marsh is another one, mm-hmm. any of those streets a dead end with the river that you have an entrance <laughs> to it yeah that have an entrance to the river yeah. any of those are good to park at if you do enter from fletcher like we did mm-hmm. you can just park on fletcher drive or any of the side streets around here well we also apparently there seems to be some sort of parking here i don't know how many spots there actually are yeah. but who knows yeah <laughs> who um, knows we can't walk over there. <laughs> <laughs> we walk. we're at riverfront park and there is we were kind of surprised to find a, a legitimate parking lot yeah here. that helps yeah. when there's parking a lot my biggest complaint is that with the red line stuff when or all of the lines when they started charging to park to take the subway that drove me crazy like you're trying to get more people to come to these things don't make it expensive yeah. to do that 
Don't get me started on MTA. <laughs> I, all I know is I purchased a fare for my tap card online, uh-huh. $25 oh. I put in there because uh-huh. okay. it, it to encourage me to use the, the subway and everything. Yeah. It disappeared after a month. Oh, my God. They have this rule scream. that if you don't use it within a month, the money goes away. Really? Yes. And That's my money. <laughs> yeah. And it I, just vanishes. And, wow, uh, and so I, it seems like that's against the law or something. <laughs> and they said the way you can make that not happen is because I called a complaint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It happened a couple times to me. One time I just put $5 on. I'm like, okay, I don't want this money to go away. And yeah. it did. Or it almost did. I called. They said, yeah, that'll go away in 30 days if you just did it online. You've got to go and activate it by actually using the bus, the subway, whatever oh, it is, okay. within a month okay. to All encourage right. you. But why Why have that rule? Uh, yeah. so I said, stupid. well, I don't need to use it in the next week when this is going to expire. She said, well, just go down there and put your card in the kiosk and hit the H option. It'll <laughs> recognize you're in the station, and now you're good. It won't expire. Just get the check-in. So, yeah. so I was like, that defeats the whole purposes yeah. of, of purchasing this online. You now yeah. make me go back down yeah, there, that's... and I might as well take the subway somewhere at that point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, that's their plan. <laughs> Figured them out. And and also yeah. MTA, don't give me change in gold coins when I when I get subway fares. I'm never going to use them. <laughs> they give you gold coins, those like Sacagawea coins. Yeah, the dollar it, it, coins. The change always comes in gold coins. What are you going to use that for? Nothing. 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 Yeah. I'm going to give it to someone and they're going to say, this is a quarter. Give me yeah, four this more. Is a, give me three more. <laughs> you know what? They, they're encouraging you to go to do Indian bingo. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think we already answered this last question, but what's the best place to eat here? Around well, here? Spokes for sure. <laughs> yeah. Spokes if you, or Frogtown Brewery. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's another brewery nearby here yeah, too. Man. If you can't find it, Salazar has beer. Uh-huh. Salazar is a great restaurant oh, here. Sure. Outdoor Mexican restaurant right near the Rattlesnake park entrance if you go a little farther west on riverside drive i like a place called modern eats it's a newer coffee shop and it's kind of near that googie style diner uh, astro oh, oh right which yeah it's yeah. been there since the 50s that's another really cool yeah. place fletcher's got a lot of good spots where right there it rick's does. is really good. rick's is really good yeah rick's is great rick's is called their official name is rick's drive in and out <laughs> like, really that's kind of clunky yeah <laughs> they want to specify please go <laughs> don't pick stay. up food and keep going <laughs> well any any other off the cuff questions you've you made me want to walk and i have to be at work soon but i really want to go for a long walk yeah. now and i'm in trouble <laughs> yeah I, I, i'm i'm serious like the, the book is going to become part of our deciding of what to do on the weekend sort of uh, material so it's great I yeah. highly recommend the book <laughs> I love it and, and I learn things from you guys you know it's we're a community of trying I think we're this is for people who are intellectually curious and want to really live their life to the fullest and the city to the fullest and take advantage of everything it has to offer and I think we're just kind of wired to find those hidden gems yeah. Yeah. and those places off the beaten path. It's just fun and, and it makes you excited to get out and exercise. Yeah. So kill two take, birds with one stone. Exactly. Take a hike. Yeah. <laughs> take a walk. And speaking of killing a bird, there's one right in front of us. Let's kill it. Oh, and it's building its nest. Yeah. It's got a, <laughs> that's it's not going to stop me. I'm still going to kill it. <laughs> wow. There, there you go. See? Nature. Nature. <laughs> what an amazing thing. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going to get bit by rattlesnake. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank it you. was fun. <laughs>